successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show. I am your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us again today on 980 AM. If you're listening in the old-fashioned way on radio, on podcast, if you're joining us today on Apple Podcast or Spotify, or on our website, grillnationshow.com. Appreciate you listening again this week to this week's show. It's going to be a really interesting show, and I'm very excited to kind of Learn more about what uh, a great company here in Kansas City is doing, as well as learn more about some of the innovations that they have really kind of taken on uh, during the last nine to 10 months with uh, the COVID-19 pandemic and uh, some of the folks that they work with. Before we get to our guests, I also want to say thank you to everyone who is who is interacting with me on social media and on our website, as well as a, I've just loaded up a new YouTube page which uh, I'll unveil this week, which is uh, just search for Grill Nation Show with Jason Grill. And you can find all of our sneak peeks and all the videos with our guests uh, will be posted there as well going forward. Appreciate everyone's support, all of our collaborators and everyone listening today. Let's get to our show. Uh, Very excited to have on Christina Livers, who's the restaurant operations consultant for U.S. Foods. Their website is usfoods.com. U.S. Foods is one of America's great food companies and a leading food service distributor, partnering with approximately 300,000 restaurants and food service operators to help their businesses succeed. With more than 70 broadline locations and 76 cash and carry stores, U.S. Foods provides its customers with a broad and innovative food offering and comprehensive suite of e-commerce, technology, and business solutions. Their website is usfoods.com. Welcome to the show, Christina. How are you today? I'm very well, Jason. Thanks for having me and having so much interest in this fascinating emerging topic here in Kansas City. Before we get to that, we're going to be talking about uh, a term that that I just actually found out about a couple months ago, uh, and the term is ghost kitchens, but we'll get to that in a second. I want to know a little bit about you so we can kind of set the table for uh, for you and for U.S. Foods. Tell us about yourself, kind of about your journey uh, to U.S. Foods and kind of what your uh, – your passions are and and the impact you've made in your So I am actually from Miami, Florida, originally, and I have grown up in this industry. I am very fortunate in that I've worked for independent restaurant operators in my life, the real mom and pops of this world. I also was able to work in big corporate chain organizations from casual dining all the way up to fine dining in the Miami hotel industry. And one way or another, I've always sort of ended up in 
into the sales and marketing development uh, side of the business. And uh, that's sort of what's led me to U.S. Foods. And as a restaurant consultant for U.S. Foods, I get to work with operators of all sorts. And my history, my experience really helps um, the independent operators and implementing the tools and systems that can make those uh, chain organizations so successful. You're from Miami, actually, and I uh, went there for the Super Bowl last year since we're, uh, we're taping this on Super Bowl week, or excuse me, the big game week here. There's so many things happening in that city around entrepreneurship, startups, and innovation, so it's cool to see that you're from that area. Uh, I know their mayor is doing a lot of work in that realm. When did you actually uh, get to Kansas City? Has that been uh, in the last few years, or have you been here for a while? I've been here now for seven years, and I feel like this is home now. Uh, when I first moved here, and people would say, where are you from? I was so, yeah, I'm from Miami, but now when people ask me, I'm, I'm from Kansas City. My heart is uh, definitely in this place, um, especially, yeah. You've enjoyed your time here. You've, you've adjusted well from the, uh, to the colder winters and the, uh, the seasons. I certainly have, yes. The palm trees are in the rearview mirror, and it's all about the the white Christmases now. (laughs) (laughs) Christina Livers is our guest today on the Grill Nation show, restaurant operations consultant with U.S. Foods. She's uh, been with U.S. Foods for a few years, and uh, actually uh, over three years now. Their website is usfoods.com. Let's talk about kind of – what U.S. Foods does, I mentioned it a little bit in the uh, in the promo at the beginning through the intro, but give us a little more of a flavor of what you guys do each and every day uh, and how you work with restaurants and, and, and folks in our in our region. Sure. So U.S. Foods, of course, we are a food distribution company, but we really work with our customers to support them um, on the food side of their business, but also on the operational side of their business. Uh, U.S. Foods has a whole strategy and it goes under our tagline, we help you make it. And that is something that we really, truly live every single day. We have tons of partners and technologies, tools, resources, databases, and a suite of wonderful specialists that work one-on-one with our customers to provide them the operational support that they've always needed. And so when last March happened, we were really prepared to nurture our customers and to be everything that they needed to make it through everything that's happened. Right. We'll get to that in the show. That's going to be fascinating. I know real quickly that uh, we have a few minutes left in our first segment today that you guys have done a lot uh, of giving back through the uh, COVID-19 pandemic uh, with a lot of uh, millions of dollars, correct? You know, over 30 to $40 million um, given back to the, to the, to the folks that you support. Um, tell us more about that. I mean, I'm assuming that was in food and supplies. So U.S. Foods is always giving back, whether we're feeding people, we're helping our customers to secure PPP and idle funding. Um, U.S. Foods is always thinking outside the box and doing a lot more than just distributing food. We're really here for this um, industry and this community. And it it was no surprise to me to see U.S. Foods in the news so much, uh, contributing food to food banks um, and, 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 and providing all sorts of support for the people who are in great need last year. And that's continuing. There's more information about that at usfoods.com. Okay, Christina Livers, I want to kind of preview our show today as we finish off our first segment. We are going to talk about ghost kitchens. 
what they are. I mean, I assume that most of the general public, at least those listening to this show, we have a lot of businesses, entrepreneurs, you know, folks that have lived in Kansas City or in our region and some throughout the country who are not aware of what it is, have never heard of it, but have probably eaten at one potentially uh, or, or, or ordered food from one uh, that was delivered at some point over the last nine months. So we're going to break into that here after the break. We're going to talk about what ghost kitchens are, kind of what how they help restaurateurs and, and how they actually kind of um, scale operations. You know, we're going to talk about what investments are needed to do them and uh, why they work, some support and guidance that you all give to the folks that do them. Just a lot of really interesting topics around ghost kitchens, and uh, I'm excited to learn more about it. Uh, I've done a little bit of research, Christina, but uh, I don't know enough, and I'm assuming most of the listeners are going to be excited to hear more about what they are and uh, potentially ways to engage with U.S. foods uh, during the show today. You're listening to the Grill Nation show here on 980 AM or on podcast or at our website, grillnationshow.com. You connect with me on social media at Jason Grill on Twitter or at Grill Nation Show. We'll see you in a second after the break. Thanks for joining us again today on the Grill Nation Show with Jason Grill. Got a girl from the south side. Got braids in her hair. First time I've seen her walk by. And I about fell up on my chair. Had to get her number. Hello and welcome back to the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. I am your host. You're listening to 980 AM or on podcast networks or on our website, grillnationshow.com. Also, I would like to say again that we have a YouTube page up now. It's just search for Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. Continue to expand and I want to thank our collaborators, partners and supporters of the show. Today we're joined by Christina Livers, who is the restaurant operations consultant for U.S. Foods usfoods.com fascinating website so much great information on there uh i've enjoyed going through it throughout the morning and the day christina we were talking and getting started to talk about ghost kitchens so first off let's have you define what a ghost kitchen is and kind of what it entails sure so just imagine this it is a fully functioning restaurant kitchen all the bells and whistles, the big hoods, the fryers, the grills, everything that you would picture in back of the house, except there's no front of the house. There's no dining room, there's no servers, and in most cases, there's nowhere to even pick up the food. It is a delivery-based food service model entirely where a brand lives in a virtual space online and all customer interactions happen in a digital platform. Interesting. So maybe I haven't been to a ghost kitchen yet or I haven't interacted with one because the one that I uh, and kind of tell us if this is something different. But the the one that I uh, thought was a ghost kitchen was a place where I was going to a an old an old bar, a bar that is open essentially. And um, they have like a side thing in there with another brand that is making like, let's just, for instance, say hamburgers. But they're really a bar, but they're doing some sort of like a, another brand inside. So, I mean, so this is really more of a digital kind of delivery type thing. It is. And so what you're mentioning is actually the pivot that was made last year when we had so many independent restaurant operators, things like bars and caterers and food trucks, 
commissaries, all sorts of different businesses that kind of had to evolve that model a little bit. And what you're talking about is actually becoming more and more common where there is sort of like this speakeasy style, hey, you can also pick this food up capability. It's kind of funny. I remember I walked up and I said, you know, I had my mask on and uh, and I just said, I'm here to pick up a burger. <laughs> and they were like, sure, of course. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are doing it, of course. It was delicious. And now, I'm, you know, as someone who really kind of gets into innovation and technology and ways that we can uh, deliver services quicker, faster, better, easier, whether it's in whatever, you know, food service, I'm all about it. So that's really cool. Give us some examples of, um, well, actually, let's stop. Let's, let's start with something else. Provide background really quickly on the uh, kind of the initial development and reasoning for why specifically why U.S. Foods decided as an organization and a business to kind of do this. Um, why was it important to U.S. Foods to kind of be a leader in ghost kitchens? Well, it really was sort of second nature for us. So when we think about the we help you make it um, strategy that we have, um, we saw our operators were in need. We saw that they were down in sales. And we knew that this sort of emerging digital opportunity is something that could really help them make up um, for that 20 or 30% loss that they were experiencing. And so U.S. Foods really sprung quickly into action and created a program um, to help our operators just go step-by-step step into launching these just simply because we knew that we needed to help them drive some sort of new revenue segments so that they could thrive through what was happening. Yeah, I think we forget about kind of the beginning of the pandemic. Um, I have a restaurateur that lives on my block from a very well-known organization here in restaurant. And he just drove by my house and I think it was in March of 2020, maybe in April. And he's just like, we talked for a few minutes and uh, just it was just just imagining back then, and he he's been around for a while, so he he had some money saved. But a lot of these restaurateurs, I mean, before PPP loans, before any of kind of the government assistance, were like, what the heck do I do? I mean, essentially they just moved straight to that delivery service or carry out. But I think we forget now that we've kind of been living in this world so long, working from home, or you know, restaurants closing quicker, or not all the food service there. Just like we've become kind of blind to like what it was really like at the beginning when all these restaurants were calling you guys and you had to really kind of step up there and innovate and provide this service. So that, that really kind of informs your answer there. You know, if somebody wants to do this um, you know, if an operator is looking to add this new revenue or, or new stream of business to the restaurant, maybe they haven't done it yet. Maybe, maybe they haven't really heard about it yet. What do they have to do? What does the initial investment look like? You know, how do they get started? I'd love to hear from you kind of ways that U.S. Foods can help with this. Sure. So the first thing we do when someone's interested in this is uh, you would meet with a U.S. Foods restaurant operations consultant. So there are several of us spanning from Alaska to South Florida. And we go, we meet with the customer and virtually, just like we are today. Um, and we will have a consultation. We'll take a deep dive into the data. Um, really, we want to do market research. We want to find voids in the cuisine. Um, we want to look at the saturation of of just the uh, digital online ordering space in general in that area. We wanna look at the demographics, make sure that there's a proper audience um, that would really um, react to the launch of that marketing in that radius of where they are. So first and foremost, we're gonna put the data first to look at the footprint, the traffic, the foot traffic that's in that area. From there, we would, if it's, we decide that this is something viable, we'll help them create a brand that is gonna really work for them. Um, we'll, 
everything from logo development to website to their social media platforms, their Google ordering integration. We'll just start to sort of map out what the brand component is going to look like, and then we'll step into the technology side. Obviously, having the right tech partners for this is mission critical, and uh, U.S. Foods has vetted out the second to none best possible tech partners in the space, um, and so we will guide our customers through that tech application. Then we'll really start talking about the menu, optimizing that menu, and thinking full, very forward and thoroughly on profitability. You know, in our brick and mortars, we, you know, when we decide how much we're going to charge for an item, we're just sort of looking at the food cost. When we're in this space, we have operators that are building out their item cost very detailed, including the bag, the box, the cutlery kit, the technology, the uh, digital marketing that's going to need to go into it, the commissions, and all of the third-party fees that may need to be taken into consideration. Um, and then we'll guide them through getting uh, turning on the operations and going live with the whole thing. Christina Livers is our guest. She is a restaurant operations consultant for U.S. Foods. Their website is usfoods.com. Let's talk about some success stories. Uh, I know there's thousands and hundreds and people around the country maybe that are doing this, but I love to just, I mean, you can name names if you want. You don't have to name names. It, you know, I just, I really kind of want to have some uh, success stories or stories we can look at for restaurants or yeah. individuals potentially that have done this in our region that are succeeding at this. They, 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 they pray every night to thank Thank the Lord that this this offering happened, that ghost kitchens are a thing, that they can keep their business going. Give us some of those examples. I'd love to talk about that. My favorite story really is about um, the great folks at Waldo Thai. So Waldo Thai is a fine dining Thai restaurant um, in the Waldo area on Warnell Road. And, um, you know, the chef there, she's nominated for all sorts of awards and, you know, and she's uh, very uh, preservative of her branding and everything that she does is so beautiful and authentic. And, you know, when this all happened, it was, you know, it's a $30 per plate sort of a price point. And so, you know, they really uh, wanted to do something great for the community. So immediately they started doing um, uh, these food drives where they were feeding the people in the hospitality industry for free. And they were getting donations from people like us to also feed the veterans. And when they saw this need in the community for so many people lighting up for this giant $5 bag of this amazing Thai food, I really started to think to themselves, you know, what can we do? Um, so with that was the birth of Thai Now. And so Thai Now is a spinoff of Waldo Thai. And it's more of that sort of a comfort Americanized Thai food that we all know with a few little spins. And they, they actually created a spicy Thai chicken sandwich on this amazing banh mi bun. <laughs> and that has been an incredible venture for them. Um, you know, in the very beginning, she was kind of apprehensive about putting her name on the Thai Now brand. And so we kind of launched it. And we were very slow to mention that it had anything to do with her. Um, once they held a small influencer event, invited some fine folks from like Feast Magazine and some other influencers in our community, she rolled out those spicy chicken sandwiches and history was made. Once they, everyone started tweeting and sharing and posting stories about that, and now it is a wonderful, beautiful, viable, amazing, growing part of their business. And um, they're constantly thinking about ways to expand the footprint above and beyond the five mile delivery radius that they have. And so now they've got thriving businesses on both sides um, uh, coming out of the same kitchen with the same incredible chef. So this is a really, you know, high end chef creating a very affordable Thai food. And I love that uh, story. 
I love it too. I actually uh, run by that uh, facility. You know, when I go on a long run, I live in Brookside. I was not aware of that. Now, if I want to get that today, how would I do that? So is that, you said that's a digital operation. It is. So you would just go to tienowkc.com. And you place your order and it'll be delivered to you as long as you live within a five mile radius. Definitely <laughs> do. I, I definitely am going to do that. I'm going to do that today to test this out now that I'm invigorated by what you all are doing. And now that I know that you guys work with Waldo Thai, I, uh, I'm i all in. And I love Thai food. So, I mean, sounds like a win-win for me. Yeah, you'll have to give the chicken sandwich a try. It'll blow your mind. The spicy it's- chicken sandwich. <laughs> yes. I love it. chicken sandwich. <laughs> okay, yes. Um, I will definitely do that. Christina Livers is our guest today on the Grill Nation show. Uh, again, usfoods.com. When we get back from the break, I want to kind of talk about a little bit deeper into some maybe some other success stories as well as some of the other offerings that you guys do um, and how you work with these restaurants that want to get involved with ghost kitchens. And then kind of maybe talk about some of the other ways that you were impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic, how you evolved, what does the growth look like for ghost kitchens? Are we going to see more people doing this in over 2021? You know, and then just talk more in general about U.S. foods and what you guys do. You're listening to the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. I appreciate you joining us again today on 980 AM or on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Great show so far. We'll see you after the break. Thanks for listening to us today. First things first, I'm going to say all the words inside my head. I'm fired up and tired of the way that things have been. Mama call, see you on TV, sunset shit done Hello and welcome back to the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. It's great to be back with you today. It's been a great few shows. Today's a, a difference. We have a great show today. It's been a really fascinating hour so far uh, with Christi- Christina Livers, who is the uh, restaurant uh, operations consultant with U.S. Foods. Their website is usfoods.com. And uh, when you do want to connect with her, she's got a great background. We're taping via Zoom today. One of the best I've seen, Christina. So congratulations. We've been uh, we've been doing this show remote for at least 40 weeks now. We're getting close. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you have great lighting. And, and we'd have to use this as an example for, like, what people should look like on their Zoom. So you can check that out on our YouTube page and on social when I post the show. We'll do our sneak peek of the show here in a second. Um Christina, I really am interested in, we start, we talked a little bit about this, but, you know, there's these restaurants like Waldo Thai who are obviously established, who are winning awards and are just very successful restaurants. And then you have people that maybe are kind of hearing about ghost kitchens and wondering, can I do this or do I have to have an existing restaurant or established restaurant? Do you guys work with both or do you accept brands that or restaurants or people that solely want to be virtual? We do. So we work with operators of all kinds, budding entrepreneurs, people who are looking to take their food truck into a brick and mortar establishment because the winter is here and there's no place to put it. We're working with hotels um, that obviously occupancy is down significantly in our area. And so they're launching ghost kitchens for that supplementary income to make sure that they can maintain their uh, back of house staff. Um, So, you know, There are a lot of advantages to this when you're already an established brick and mortar. Uh, You already have, your overhead is already accounted for one way or another. You have the staff, you have the resources. Um, So if you're looking to create a a ghost kitchen absolutely from scratch, 
it, it certainly can be done, but you're really going to have to look deep into the math and the details of how this is all going to financially break out for you. Um, there's a lot of marketing that needs to be done. And if you're, no matter who you are, if you're a well-established brick and mortar, or if you're a budding entrepreneur, the digital marketing component of this is something that needs a tremendous amount of focus because competing in this space is more challenging than normal. There's nothing to drive by that says new restaurant coming soon, right? And so the only way to really reach the masses is to put a blanket of digital marketing that's highly consistent and effective. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, I only heard about the place I went because of an Instagram uh, post that somebody shared on story. Um, I know that's like social media, but, you know, it seems to me the marketing, like you said, the digital marketing, the digital integration, the you know, customers going there and sharing their story or customers eating their food and sharing their stories. Uh, just the viral effect of a good, you know, spicy chicken sandwich. I mean, that you've never really heard of the place, uh, the, the, the digital, the ghost kitchen, but you have it. And then somebody tweets about it. And the next thing you know, your, your orders are through the roof. I mean, that is just such a huge component, like you said. And you mentioned food trucks and hotels. I'm interested to learn more about that. So how, how is that operating with, uh, with the food truck, for instance? So in many ways. So um, either they can rent space within an outfitted commissary kitchen that's available for rental, or sometimes they're taking over a lunch only, breakfast lunch only concepts that have dark kitchens in the evenings. And so they'll just run their ghost kitchen out of there from four on until the wee hours of the morning um, and be just a nighttime available concept. Um, really, wherever there is a kitchen right now that's not activated, that is an ideal space for you to operate and function a ghost kitchen out of. Very interesting. Christina Livers is our guest today. Let's talk about the initial investment again. And then I'd like to know more about, again, what kind of services U.S. Foods offers to really kind of help that initial investment kind of take off. I know you mentioned the menu and digital mm -hmm. integration, but let's kind of dive more into that. Again, what is that initial investment for an entrepreneur or for a restaurant that is a brick and mortar that's already successful? So we're seeing this is this is actually one of the coolest things about a ghost kitchen is it is a very, very minimal investment <laughs> and relatively a low risk investment. Um, it's less than five thousand dollars. I've helped Ghost Kitchens launch for about $1,500 multiple times within the existing brick and mortar. Um, the real investment is in building the brand, creating the logo, and then in the technology that you're going to use above and beyond the food, obviously, that you're going to need to purchase. So it's relatively low. If you've, you know, always sort of had uh, that restaurant idea scribbled on a napkin that you wrote in a bar <laughs> 10 years ago, and it's always been in the back of your mind, now is a good time <laughs> to give that a try. Yeah, right. Gosh, for sure. Um, and if you have an idea, maybe that Kansas City has a lot of I mean, at this point, we have pretty much everything you want from a from a cultural perspective, food perspective. Um, but hey, maybe there's something an entrepreneur out there has been thinking about creating that uh, could go viral as a food option that nobody's done yet. We'll see. I mean, I love entrepreneurship. and I love people that are creative and actually, you know, start something and everyone has a right to start. And so, I mean, for under $5,000, some as low as 1500, you said, I mean, what a great, mm -hmm. uh, what a great potential in, in investment. I mean, and with all the support you guys give, uh, I mean, I'm on your own website, usfoods.com. I mean, it's beautiful. So I'd imagine you would provide uh, <laughs> great digital integration and uh, great branding for the folks that want to do this. 
Absolutely. So, of course, our success is all contingent on your success, right, as an operator. And so what I love the most about U.S. Foods is that we really provide independent operators a very similar resource to what the big corporate chains have, where they have research and development departments, marketing departments. They have third parties that they hire, these amazing agencies to help launch um, a brand new concepts. So within U.S. Foods, we actually have those resources available for independent operators and really fancy tools to help them assess which one of the concepts would be ideal. So one of the cool things we did is we actually pulled a lot of data and compiled 12 franchise-like concepts that our customers can take a look at to sort of get ideas on which one of these might make sense for the market. We have some really nifty technology tools where we can actually pull all of the products that they already buy. It's called a cross-utilization calculator. And what we'll do is assess what they already buy match that up against the concepts that we've created and see which one of them is the closest based off the inventory they have. What we don't want them to do is buy a ton of new line items. We want them to reimagine the ingredients that they already have within the four walls. So they're really maximizing what they already have and just sort of just redreaming um, what they can go to market with to drive incremental revenues. I love it. Christina Livers is with us from U.S. Foods. What do you see as kind of the uh, the project, the growth of this industry and this 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 I guess sector, if you will, of ghost kitchens? Um, are we going to see you know once we get out of the pandemic, the vaccines are out now, and more people the COVID nineteen is in our past and our history. We don't have to think about it anymore. Are we going to see this continue to grow or evolve, or is this just something that's kind of a, a, a you know 2020 2021 type thing? No, I don't think so at all. Um, in fact, uh, Euromonitor's uh, latest uh, study share, it puts this at a one trillion global market by 2030. So I would say that this is a part of our future long term. You know, one thing we've seen is that our operators were already um, highly aware that they needed to adapt more quickly into this online ordering space. And a lot of what I did before the pandemic was really just that. It was creating great websites and implementing online ordering systems with the multiple partners that we have. What's happened now is just really accelerated the inevitable adoption of this technology. Um, here in Kansas City, you know, I, I've been pleasantly surprised to see just how quickly um, some of our old school operators were like, yes, you know what, <laughs> we're going to jump in, we're going to do it, give me all the tech. And I've seen them evolve and it was people who were really, you know, kind of puzzled and, and, and didn't think that their audience would really um, adopt to it, but they have. And so I think that's been a really cool thing to see. You know, uh, one of the biggest employers that we have out here is Cerner, right? They've got 12,000 or so. And their whole entire um, dining experience on their campuses is all online ordering based. It's it's the same sort of philosophy. And so they're as they're continuing to put up more towers and build more on that innovation campus over there and, and hiring more and more millennial tech types, I can see that for us here in Kansas City, this is not the fad, this is the future. And I'm really proud that U.S. Foods is really kind of pioneering this and bringing this to our operators in the most simplistic, easy to adopt way. <laughs> yes, for sure. I mean, it gives you more options, you know. I mean, mm -hmm. I guess I'm a Gen Xer, Christine. I'm, uh, I'm kind of on the cusp. I'm 41. I, I had a person call me a millennial the other day. And he's like 50 or so. And I'm like, I'm not a millennial. That's for sure. I'm definitely in that Gen X, end of Gen X. But with millennials and, and you know, the, uh, the generations after them, I don't know all the names, Christina, but there's many. Um, yeah. They uh, they actually are going to be just, just yearning for this 
is it's really, I mean, the hardest part was probably getting the restaurateurs uh, that are, that have been in the business for a while to kind of, ex to kind of really kind of innovate and to do that, want to do this. And I mean, the pandemic essentially forced them to, to really kind of think innovatively and to, you know, maybe, maybe be uncomfortable with kind of what they need to do to survive. Agreed. And I like that it's sort of, you know, the East Coast and West Coast are always so far ahead of us, you know, whether whatever trend or cultural movement it is. And now I feel like we've caught up, right? We've caught up in the tech area and, um, and that's really exciting. It is exciting. Yeah. Christina Livers is our guest. She is with U.S. Foods, uh, usfoods.com. We're talking all about ghost kitchens today, kind of their growth, where they're at now. Uh, we might get a few more success stories to share. Real quick, you have 40 seconds left in the segment, Christina. What 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 do you think of the food at food world in Kansas City? I mean, you probably have tried a lot of different places. What are your thoughts? I have. And you know, I'm really happy to see that we're getting more and more global flavors and fusions of different cultures. You know, I'm I'm happy to see that we're sort of evolving into something a little bit more of a melting pot and more cosmopolitan palette. And uh, yeah, I think we still have some room to grow, but man, have we come a long way in the last few years. We definitely have. We're more than just barbecue here in Kansas City. You know, we are. If you're not a barbecuer, you can be okay. There's so many great restaurants, and I know that's going to continue to grow as the city's population continues to grow, and we have more remote workers moving here because of different reasons, and uh, I'm excited about it. We're going to talk more with Christina Livers after the break. She is from U.S. Foods. The website is usfoods.com. You're listening to The Grill Nation Show. We'll be right back. I'm trying to put you in the worst mood, uh. One cleaner than your church shoes, I really point to just to hurt you. I all red lamb just to tease you. I none of these toys on least to make your whole year. I want to follow where she goes. I think about her and she knows it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today on the radio on 980 AM or on podcast or at our website, grillnationshow.com. Appreciate you all interacting with me each and every week via social media at Jason Grill or Jason Grill on all the other social media platforms besides Twitter uh, or on email or on the show. So we're very excited to have back Christina Livers with U.S. Foods. Uh, their website is usfoods.com. We've had a fascinating conversation today about what U.S. Foods does and about ghost kitchens and the trend towards them and how, you know, essentially U.S. Foods, if, if you have 5000 bucks, can can get this thing going for you. And, and it's just it's so fascinating. You guys were obviously impacted a lot by the dining restrictions your operators were I'm just curious to where they are now. Like, what, what are you hearing now from your operators that you work with now that we're kind of almost a year into COVID? Uh, what's their what's their spirits like? How do they feel about everything? I think it's still um, a little bit of a mixed bag of emotions, right? We have some operators that are very hopeful about the future. They pivoted wisely. Um, they added revenue centers that have helped to sustain them, whether it was uh, retail or family meals or perhaps a ghost kitchen. And then there are still some, of course, um, that have concerns. We're ready for this to be over. We're ready for our industry to come back. Um, and we're looking forward to what it's going to be like when everyone can get out of the house and go back to the restaurant business. You 
you know, there could be um, a really a, a sort of a roaring 20s sort of experience, you know, <laughs> after all of this is said and done, the pent up excitement for being able to get back out, I think, is something for that we're all looking forward to tremendously. I agree. I mean, dining restrictions have kind of been the, I can't think of many more industries in the United, in the United States have been more affected than the dining industry. And the restrictions are, are somewhat lifting now. I was out in California a few months ago, and they're now back to outdoor dining, which frankly, when I'm in Southern California, I want to eat outdoors. I don't want to eat indoors. So that's a positive. Mm -hmm. You know, you guys learned a lot during COVID. Was there anything, or, you know, we're still in it, but throughout this last 10 months, was there anything that, that surprised you uh, or that potentially you learned that could make you stronger moving forward in addition to ghost kitchens and that trend? I did. I think we all did. We learned that this virtual world really works. You know, before COVID, I was out in the field driving around all over Kansas and Missouri and maybe getting to see two customers a day. Um, in this virtual world, um, I was able to see over 300 customers last year. And so knowing that we were able to sort of really get in front of a lot more people we uh, with our uh, tools, um, you know, we're really proud of that because that we built a foundation of these systems and these resources for our operators. And when this all went down, we were prepared to help hold the hands of all of our operators and get them through it. And I think that we really learned that our We Help You Make It strategy, it really was more than just tagline. I mean it when I say it became a lifeline. We're also proud of it. Um, and I think that we learn enough to, we, as we move forward in the future, that we'll only continue to develop this more and enhance our resources um, and our one-on-one -on -one consultative um, processes even more. I agree with you. I mean, I think we've all, be, I mean, I can speak for myself as someone who's involved in a lot of different things, having the ability to use technology and be accepted by people, um, you know, that you're in a meeting with, or uh, you have to see it for a coffee normally, or even a boardroom forever. Like this new world has definitely made me more efficient um, and a lot of others. And so hopefully this will continue to grow. And, you know, we don't have to be in 17 different places in, in one day and travel and do all that. So very excited about that. We have a lot of uh, questions at the end of our show that we save for last to kind of get us to know a little more about the, the guest and about kind of the organization they work with and represent. One of those things I'd like to hear from you is, is, is a fun one. I want to know one word to describe U.S. Foods as a company and then one word to describe uh, Christina Livers as a person. I would say that the word to describe U.S. Foods is authentic. Um, we pioneered these business tools we don't look at ourselves as just a food distribution company. We are really in this with our operators on a daily basis. And I am very fortunate to work with people that every day are talking about ways to really truly help the people that we interact with every single day. And to us, this is not a sales job at all. This is a, a support resource for this industry. And so the authenticity that I've experienced and the good hearted nature of the other re restaurant operations consultants, the food fanatic chefs, and the entire executive leadership team in this company, it is moving, it is authentic, it is the real deal. And um, I'm very proud to be here because of it. Great answer. We've never had authentic as an answer, which I enjoy and respect. That's a great, that's a great word. What's some of the best advice you've received in your personal life or professional career? Maybe, Christina, that has propelled you to where you are today. Uh, I love to draw nuggets from our guests. Most of them are leaders in their industry or uh, leaders in their uh, organizations. What would you say is kind of some of the best advice that's really kind of helped you in your journey and in your life? I think that, you know, early on, 
I had great leadership and they made it really clear to me through their example that this is not a food business, that this is a people business. And then a little later on in life, I learned that this is also a math business <laughs> and what gets measured gets done. And the difference between an independent operator who's bringing home four to seven cents on every dollar, um, the difference is with these corporate organizations that are bringing 10 to 15 cents to every dollar is the systems, the math, the analytics. And so you asked me the word to describe myself and I'll tell you it's impactful because I am able to help our operators get closer to that 10 or 15 cents for every dollar that they're bringing in than they were at that four to seven cents when they met me. But when you walk into a restaurant or you order, you don't, you, the, the, the normal layman doesn't understand or doesn't really ever think about, maybe not understand, they understand if they thought about it. They don't think about just how slim some of these margins are for a restaurateur to survive um, and how just you have to be so coherent about and, and cognizant of all these different things. And you think about all the things on menus these days yeah. uh, and all the, the supplies needed to create them uh, and ingredients. I mean, it, it's interesting. It really is. It is. You know, we have three pillars that we follow here to help our operators. We're constantly helping them to drive traffic because we need that revenue coming through the door. We're helping them in simplifying their staffing because so much happens within that human being that's that you employ. And then the third thing we're constantly helping them do is to reduce waste. And it's exactly that, right? It's cutting costs where we can. Um, it's reducing waste in time, energy, labor, food. And um, those, are, those are the things that we really, really focus on that truly do make the most impact. And exactly that will help to contribute to the greater bottom line. If I could, if I could own a restaurant, if I had any interest in cooking uh, or a ghost kitchen, you'd be the first person I'd call. I'd like to give a shout out to my friend, Damian Ferris, who works for your company as well, who I forgot to mention, who I've known my entire life, who's been in the food industry or mm -hmm. food world uh basically as long as i can remember and uh he connected us and uh, i'm really thankful to him for doing this because this has been a fascinating show final question of the show is there's a big game happening we, we we say we call it the big game here on radio and on podcast um over the weekend what what are you planning to eat for the big game christina um since you are involved with food and everything you do I am actually, I'm going to be ordering from a ghost kitchen. And the one that I'm going to hit up is Johnny Wings. So Johnny Wings is a ghost kitchen production of District Poorhouse in, uh, also in the Waldo, almost Brookside-ish area. I just went there. I took my dad there on Sunday and I went the week before. I've been eating their burgers like they're going out of style. Yeah, well, you got to give the wings a try. They've got these garlic cheese curds that'll change your life, spicy cauliflower, and you get a variety of four wings and sort of their big game meal kit. And so we're all over that this weekend. What is the name of that again? Johnny Wings. Johnny Wings. I am going to check that place out as well as the other place you mentioned, which was what? Ty Now. Ty Now. Christina Livers, restaurant operations consultant with U.S. Foods. Their website is usfoods.com. I really appreciate all this information you shared today on the Grill Nation show. Congrats on all your success. Thank you so much, Jason. We appreciate the opportunity to speak to your audience. Thanks so much. And thanks to all the listeners out there who have joined today. Hope you've enjoyed the show, and we will see you again next week. Take care and have a great day. Don't bother telling me what I got coming in the morning.